You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's infinite love right here in Ramapet Shemesh Israel 5768, 2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bimidbar, commonly called Bamidbar, but actually it's pronounced Bimidbar. We have now begun a new book in the Torah, the fourth of five books of Moses. And this book in English is called, interestingly, Numbers. And that's what I'd like to speak about today. I'd like to speak about numbers. Bamidbar, this entire parsha, all it speaks about is numbers. From the beginning to the end, we're counting the Jews. We're counting them. Every single tribe, how many were in each tribe, Ruvain, Shimon, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun, etc. And there's a special counting just for Levi. Each tribe has its own counting. And it seems very important for the Torah to give us, give us an exact count of each and every tribe and the whole people of Israel as a whole. Of course, we also give the numbers as they add up, which would seem to be unnecessary. Why does the Torah tell us, you know, I can add up for myself. It gives us this number, it gives us that number, and then it adds up all the numbers and tells us the exact full amount. What is the significance of these numbers? How do we understand this? So the first hint we have is right at the beginning of the parsha in Rashi. Rashi tells us as follows. It says, Hashem spoke to Moses to tell him to count the Jews. When was it? It was on the first day of the month in Midbar Sinai. Says Rashi, Because of the great love in front of God, Hashem counts them all the time. We find that Hashem counted us, the people of Israel, a few different times when they left Egypt right after the sin of the, of the eagle of the golden calf. And here He counts them again. And in fact, there's another count that happens before they go into Israel. What is the understanding of this count? What does it mean? Because God loves us so much, He counts us. He needs to count us. God knows exactly how many there are. He has infinite knowledge. He made us all. What's the understanding? What's the significance? And how does it relate to us? What's the importance for our daily lives? So I'd like to share with you a very beautiful idea that I heard recently on a tape from Rabbi Kiva Tatz, on a shear from him. And I'd like to preface it with something that the Baal Shem Tov says. The Baal Shem Tov says that when we pray, so we have all kinds of different needs. We need parnas, we need livelihood, we need health, we need children, we need our children to be healthy, we need to be able to pay our bills, we need all kinds of different needs. We have many, many different needs. We need brains, we need to be smart, we need the ability to learn the Torah. We need the ability to come close to God. Unbelievable. So many different things that we ask God for. We have so many different things that we're missing that we come to God and we ask Him for those things. The Baal Shem Tov says like this, You can look at your needs in two different ways. You can look at your needs as something that you are lacking personally on an individual level, not connected to anyone else, not connected to anything else. Another way that you can look at your needs is that whatever you are lacking is a lack in the Shekhinah. Whatever you are missing, the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence is missing. And therefore when you pray, instead of just praying and davening for yourself and asking God for what you are missing, you can ask God to fulfill the lack in the Shekhinah, in the Divine Presence. Now on the surface, what does that mean? So last night I was discussing this idea with someone and I came up with a very interesting understanding, I believe, of what this means. Shekhinah, what is the Shekhinah? The Shekhinah is the Divine Presence. It's when we see manifest God showing Himself in the world. So that can be manifest in many different ways. Whenever we do a mitzvah, whenever we do a kind deed for another person, whenever we learn the Torah, so we're bringing godliness into the world. It says in a number of different places, Isha, when you have a man and a woman, and they behave properly towards each other, a man and his wife, so... Zachu, if they are Zochah, they merit Shechina B'neim. The Shechina, the Divine Presence, dwells amongst them. 
Because when we act in a proper way, when we treat each other with respect, so we bring down the Shekhinah, we bring down the Divine Presence, we show God exists in the world. When we do a mitzvah, a kind act, we're showing God exists in the world. We know that the Shekhinah manifested, the Divine Presence manifested in the Mishkan, in the sanctuary, because that was the place where the Jews would serve God. And that's where they would show their connection to God and create a connection to God. And that's where indeed man could experience God and sense His presence. Shekhinah, the idea of Divine Presence, was wherever you see a manifestation of Hashem's presence. Now naturally, being that God is perfection, and God is the ultimate good, whenever God manifests His presence, whenever you see His presence, everything is perfect. There's an unbelievable thing that I heard, I read, I don't remember exactly where I saw it, there was a story with Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav Moshe Feinstein was an incredible tzaddik, a gadol, a great righteous man, well versed in all of the Torah, but also had unbelievable midos, unbelievable character traits. He was known for his kindness, his sweetness. There was a there's a story with him where there was this woman who used to call every Arab Shabbos, every Friday, and ask him what time candle lighting was. And every time he would go to the calendar and tell her exactly what time candle lighting was. He would never say to her, Get your own calendar. Every single week, for years, years upon years, he was answering this woman what time candle lighting is. Never said anything. There's an unbelievable story with him that that someone came to ask him a certain shayla, a certain question in halacha, and he opened up a sefer, he opened up a certain book to answer the question, and the, and the sefer turned exactly to the right page. So he said to the person who was asking this question, he said, wow, look, in your merit, God put it that the, 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 the book should open to the right page. Now, after that story, there was a certain person, a Talmud of his, a student of his, who was standing behind him, and he said about Rav Moshe, obviously not in his presence, that every single time, that Rav Moshe Feinstein opened the book, anyone asked him a question, it always turned to the right page. And not only that, but he would always say that it was in the merit of the person who came to him. Now what that means is it's, it's an unbelievable story, and it's true, it's, it's mind-boggling. But every single time, that book opened to the right page for him, because since he was such an incredible person, and so connected to God, and so aware of God, God took care of him. When you are in the presence of God, when you live with God all the time, God shows His presence to you. Everything is perfect. Everything is unbelievable. You never have to fumble for the right coin, the right key. Everything is unbelievable. That's how things are going to be when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah comes. We'll all be living in God's presence. Everything will be so clear. And everything will be perfect. We'll be living in a world of perfection. So whenever we have a lack, when we're missing something, when something isn't perfect in our lives and we need to come on to God to ask Him for something, What's really happening is that there's a lack of, of manifestation of the divine. We don't see God's hand in our lives. I'm missing something. A person is sick. A person has some kind of problem. A person has a lack of livelihood. It's all because he, he doesn't see the manifestation of Hashem in his life. So whenever there's a lack in a person, it's a lack in the Shekhinah. It's a lack in divine presence. So a person has two ways to pray for that lack. A person can say, God, please help me because I'm missing something. Or a person can say it from the other perspective, Hashem, please help me because I want to see your divine hand. I want to see the divine presence in the world. God, God, all He wants, all Hashem wants is to show His divine hand, to show His manifestation in the world for all the world to see. But we have to reveal it. We're the ones who have to bring it into the world. So we can say, Hashem, please give me this thing that I lack. Not for me, but for you, Hashem, because you want to bring down the divine presence into the world. You want the whole world to see. You want that day. Mashiach, Hashem wants Mashiach to come. He wants the Messiah to come because He wants the whole world to turn to Him, to come close to Him. That's what Hashem wants. So when we are missing something, we can say, Hashem, please give us this thing for Your sake, for the Divine Presence's sake. Now what comes out of this discussion is something really unbelievable, something remarkable. And that is that each and every individual, every single person in Klai Yisrael, has the opportunity and the ability 
to bring Shekhinah into the world. And that means that we, each individual, you think that you're a disparate individual. You're one person, and the next person is another person. But the truth is that we all share a common goal. We all are part and parcel of this unbelievable tafkid, this unbelievable purpose, which is bringing the Shekhinah into the world. You know, it's easy for a person to think, to look at another person and say, oh, to be very jealous of another person. Let's say someone else is very smart. And I'm not as smart as that person. That person can learn Gemara. He can memorize Gemara upon Gemara upon Gemara. He's so bright, he understands everything the first time he reads it. It's easy for a person naturally. A person's tendency is when he sees someone who's better than them, so he's naturally jealous. And he says, oh, I wish that guy wouldn't be so smart. Or I wish I could go somewhere where he's not there. But if a person realizes that every single Jew it doesn't matter who he is. If I have my kochus, I have my abilities, I have my opportunities to bring Hashem into the world with my own efforts, with exactly the gifts that Hashem has given me personally. And no other person has those gifts. Each person has his own personal way of bringing Hashem into the world. And the Divine Presence is not complete until each and every person, each and every individual brings it into the world, brings Hashem's presence into the world to the maximum of his ability. That means that we look at another person and we see that they, they are doing their part. It shouldn't make us jealous. We're trying to do our best. The other person, other other way around, we should encourage the other person. The other person is very smart. We should encourage him to use his talents to fulfill his potential, to bring Hashem into the world to the best of his ability. And we have to do our best to bring Hashem into the world to the best of our ability with the kochos and the abilities that Hashem has given us naturally. Now let's return to our original question. And the question was, why is it so important for the Torah to constantly count each and every Jew each and every shevet, each and every tribe of the Jews, and then give you the whole number. Why is it so important? And I think you're beginning to see now what I'm driving at. And that is that because every single individual, every single person, every single tribe, nothing, no person can be left uncounted. Because lahara is chibasan shal Yisrael. It shows how much Hashem loves each and every one of us. Because each and every Jew is an opportunity for Hashem. A person thinks to himself, what does it matter what I do? Does Hashem, does God really care about me? Does God really care if I do this mitzvah, if I do this thing? Does God really love me personally? Me? He loves me? And the answer is yes, because no one else can do what you can do. No one else has those abilities. No one else has those kochos, those unbelievable spiritual abilities to do what you can do. No one else can do it except for you. Hashem gave you your special kochas and nefesh, your special spirit, your special soul. And no one else can bring down Hashem's presence the way you can bring down Hashem's presence. And every single small act, every single thing, it brings Hashem's presence into the world. No act is insignificant. Nothing. And they all add up. And every single time we do it, our chazal, our sages tell us, every single good deed, every single word of Torah, it's constantly building brick after brick. And when we see that third base Hamikdash, the third temple, we're going to see on every single brick, the Chavaz Chaim says, I mentioned it in the Daily Dvar, that we're going to see on every single brick, which neshama, which soul, which person dedicated himself to create the spiritual effect whose result was this stone. It's going to say that there. Unbelievable thing. And we're going to realize, wow, it was unbelievable with that, with that which we did. But a person doesn't realize how important every single action is. And our actions are not just for ourselves. Our actions are also to help Klaus, the people, our entire people. We're all one neshama. We're all one soul. Like one man with one soul. That's what we are.
And when we do an action, we're, we're bringing up the other people. When we do a, an evil action, heaven forbid, we're also bringing down the rest of our people. That's why there's a concept of that we're all responsible one for another. We have to try our best to, to help others, to see the truth, to see the light. That's our responsibility. But every single good deed that we do brings up others as well. And it brings the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, into the world. And that's why Hashem counts every single Jew. It wasn't just a one-time event. Hashem counted the Jews. It happened constantly. And I believe it's happening even till this day. Hashem is counting. He's looking down on every single one of us. And He's saying, Look at my little Maishala. He's learning a piece of Gemara. Look at my little Yankala. He's learning a piece of Chumash. Look at my little Dvairala. She's listening to a daily Dvar. Looking at, look at my little Rifkala. She's doing a chesed, a kindness to others. You know, Hashem looks down at us and He counts us and He counts every mitzvah and He kisses it. And he, and he says, look, now I can bring myself into the world one step closer to the ultimate Mashiach to those days when we'll see Hashem's hand. Before I wish you a good Shabbos, I just want to put in a plug for my new daily Dvar Torah, which is called the Daily Kabbalah Lesson. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on my website, www.arigoldweg.com. And the idea of the Daily Kabbalah Lesson is to give a person some deep understandings. It's based on the Ramchal. The Ramchal writes there, Hashem, he was a tremendous Kabbalist of the 18th century. Most of the things that he writes are not explicit Kabbalah, but everything that he writes is based on Kabbalah. This stuff is beautiful ideas, fundamental ideas. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much for listening and have a very good Shabbos.